and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one world-spanning page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Megillah 14 and 15, we talk a little bit about the differences between the land of Israel and everywhere else in the world. Have a listen. The Gemara answers, Hallel, the prayer of praise, is not said on Purim because Hallel is not recited on the miracle that occurred outside Eretz Israel, outside of the land of Israel. The Gemara asks, if so, with regard to the exodus from Egypt as well, which was a miracle that occurred outside Eretz Israel, how are we able to recite songs of praise? What a mysterious and kind of difficult concept to grasp, the idea that we could only recite prayers of praise for miracles that happened in the land of Israel. This got me thinking a lot about place and about praise and about miracles. So today, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show Stacey Ravel Abarbanel, whose new movie, Unraveling, tells an incredible story of a real miracle that happened outside of the land of Israel, but it doesn't make it any less miraculous. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Leo. Now, tell us the unbelievable, almost kind of too incredible to be true story of this movie. I mean, it's exactly why I decided I had to make this movie, because every time the subject would come up and and I would tell people the little uh, elevator story of it, they would say that is unbelievable and bizarre. Well, Unraveling charts my research into a longstanding rumor about my grandfather, who was Sam Ravel. He was a Jewish immigrant from Eastern Europe who came to this country in 1905 and settled in the New Mexico-Mexico border region. Actually, originally first in El Paso, and then he moved to a town called Columbus, New Mexico in 1910. And the story goes that when Pancho Villa raided the American border town of Columbus in 1916, which was in the middle of the Mexican Revolution, that he was looking to kill my grandfather. So... (laughs) Yes. So it's somewhat incredulous uh, for a lot of reasons, including, of course, place. And over the years, my intrigue got the better of me. And I started doing a lot of research about this story. And it has resulted in unraveling. The first time that you hear it, I assume you say, sure, Zadie, yeah, Pancho Villa wanted to kill you. Okay. (laughs) Well, truthfully, I never knew my grandfather. But this was a lore that was passed down in our family and corroborated in history books, too. So something I had heard all my life from my family, but then every once in a while, I'd look over the index of a history book and there would be Sam Ravel's name and there would be a footnote or a paragraph about this, this longstanding rumor that he was a target of the Vistas during this raid. So what did you learn? How did he come to be a target and what, what is the story uh, behind it? Okay, so unlike many modern Jewish immigrants to this country, my grandfather did not come through Ellis Island, but he arrived here in the port of Galveston, Texas. There were several thousand Jews who did come into this country through uh, the port of Galveston, and I felt that those stories about Jewish immigration to the South and the Southwest were largely undertold. So I learned a bit about why he came through that area, which was that he already had family in El Paso. Um, And I believe it was actually the start of the revolution itself, the Mexican revolution that drew him to Columbus, New Mexico. It 
was a small town, but it had two big things going for it. There was an army base there and there was a port of entry into Mexico. So the revolution was probably good business for a small U.S. border town at that time. That is just incredible. And so making this film about this person uh, you had never met and stories about whom you've heard your entire life, did it bring you any closer to him? You know, interestingly, it it really did. And I think it was a combination of things. You know, certainly it was years of research. It was engaging with my family members, my siblings and my cousins, some of whom who appear in the film and share their recollections of the family war as well. Um, And then also kind of corroborating what the story was, filling in the pieces of his life in history books and historical archives. I came across some pretty amazing things, including oral histories from people who lived through the raid, including two of my uncles who did live much longer. And I knew one of them as a child. You know, one day I clicked a link on this oral history and boom, my uncle's Yiddish accented voices were coming at me through my computer. So I definitely got closer to them. But I'll say, um, and it's something you see in the film, at a certain point, I went and visited his gravesite in El Paso. And I was really overtaken with emotion and surprised because, again, this is somebody I never knew. He died when my own dad was eight years old. But through a combination of all the research I'd done and the people I'd spoken with and really especially seeing how the people in Columbus still to this day really remember the raid and commemorate it in what I think is a very unusual and poignant way, um, it really did make me feel like I got to know this grandfather who I never knew. This whole thing is miraculous. Let me ask you the most important question. Where uh, can we see the film? The film just debuted uh, a few months ago at Doc LA. It won Best Midlink Documentary, so we were excited about that. Um, and now it's been picked up for distribution by the Nemsha Films. So hopefully you'll be seeing it at festivals and special screenings across the country in the coming year. We can't wait. Stacey, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.